Hey everybody, my name's Ian. And I'm James. This is Two Player. A podcast about the importance of play in a complicated world. Today we're wrapping up our two-part conversation on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And before we get into it, um, thank you so much for tuning in. You may want to listen to our first part first and then come back and listen to this. If you yourself are playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and you do not want it to be ruined, stop listening now. Go finish the game. It is a lot of fun, even though I plan on shitting on it quite a bit. I mean, I'll edit that out. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, uh, and then come back and listen and listen to this. It's been a big week for spoilers. The internet is a bad, bad place right now. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, with- I'm playing with fire Ian. I, I need to just go see end game and like, because I know I'm going to blow it. I know I am. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to go tomorrow? Ooh, oh, I can't tomorrow, but I do want to like, I really want to see it. What's your deal this weekend? Okay, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll socialize. We'll make social plans after the podcast is recorded. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're we're making everybody our like jealous third wheel that's not invited anyway. But you know, you'd all be invited. You know, anonymously, whatever. I'm not going to pander to you. I don't even know who you are, um, mom. Um, okay, James, where? Um, tell us where you are, because last last time I was stopping myself from talking about the plot. Take take it away. Uh, you you told me just offline before we started. You just finished the main quest. That's um, correct. Yeah. Tell so, me what that looks like. So the main quest line. Um, well, I thought it was the main quest line. Now I'm confused as to what, what what the main part of the game, like what what the actual point is. And uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> because there are there are a bunch of things happening at once. There is the whole. There's your own personal odyssey, which I, which I assume is the main quest line, and it's the quest line about reuniting your family slash destroying the cult of Cosmos. Um, but even the the cult quest line is a, a separate entity um, that is intertwined with the main quest line. Anyway, so your your long lost brother or long lost sibling brother in my case, because I chose to play as Cassandra. Deimos has been um, corrupted by the cult of Cosmos and they have turned him into an uber weapon demigod that they are using to further their ends. And you, it all boils down to the fact you can, or to the, the choice, you can either fight your brother to the death. And I believe it ends up being, it would be the third confrontation in the game between you and your evil sibling. Can um, I interrupt for a second? Yes, please do. Please do. Based on what you just said. So you said based on the choice that I made to be Cassandra, the cultist is my brother. Are you suggesting that if you chose to be the guy, is the guy Alexios yeah. at the beginning? Yes, that's correct. No way. So uh, there is a lot of content in this quest line where you are facing off against your brother. So you're saying they redid basically all of those with Cassandra on the other end? That's my assumption. Oh my God. Like, I think so. Like my understanding, have you noticed how tall Cassandra is? Like I have noticed. So yeah. you, so my that was a tell to me that oh, they had to make the model of Cassandra the same height as the model of Alexio so that when they were doing cutscenes and interactions between NPC models and the player model that all the eye levels were the same. So right. you notice that because Cassandra just towers over all the other women in the game without being like, she's not disproportionate um, in terms of just like it just her. that I, I, that that I get that I get yeah. like and that's and that's an enormous amount of work and they chose like you chose your character or whatever. So the modeling I understand, but 
in terms of um, re rewriting a lot of script work. Oh yeah, definitely. and actually ha having to redesign cinematics, right? Where it just basically it did not dawn on me that the choice of the character at the beginning was either Alexios, as in Demos. That's what I think. Now I kind of want to, when I start New Game Plus, because maybe I will now, I usually don't do that when that's an option. I, but if the option is to completely start over, not start over, but like bring over your perks and your leveling and whatnot. But if I can re-roll as Alexios. In, right. That's what my question was. Yeah, because I'm now I'm interested. What does evil, angry Cassandra sound and look like? Spoiler, probably exactly the same yeah. as Alexios. <laughs> I mean, they worked hard. The thing, okay, listen. So, like, it, that kind of blows my mind, but it also blows my mind because it's like it's it's a nice choice to have at the beginning, mm -hmm. and it's such a massive level of like work and detail for in my opinion, not that big of a payoff. Why don't you tell us about the end of this storyline? Okay, so I'm going to start off with the penultimate confrontation between brother and sister. So there is a, it's a conquest battle where, which is one of my favorite mechanics in the game, by the way, these, these big um, open field, ancient Greek style melee combat um, warfare things. Anyway, so during one of these, you're working with the, the Spartan forces against the Athenians and Deimos shows up or no, you've probably tracked him down. You fully anticipate that this showdown is going to occur and Deimos kills your best friend slash brother in arms, um, in dramatic fashion and then really dramatic it, it's That's so, so well heavy-handed yeah but it oh was oh my god <laughs> um and so to, just to to paint everybody who's already played it and is listening because they just want to hear us talk about it um <laughs> they she ran or demos rams a spear like up and under his jaw and then like straight up through the top of his skull and his head Right? Do yeah, I do I have that right? That's exactly. That's what right. happens, and it's like he doesn't even fight. Like it's just it just happens so fast. Oh it yeah, was definitely. So gruesome. Like oh my god, this this otherwise fairly um, pivotal character in Cassandra's story arc, whose name I uh, Br Brasidas. Yes. So this guy has been a really stand up dude, solid solid warrior, and then Deimos essentially red shirts him. Like it, it was, yeah, it was not even he, close. He gets uh, Ned Stark. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which um, we said spoilers. Um, that's that's the only a song of ice and fire spoiler ish thing I will say okay. all day. I promise, also appreciate it. Um, yeah. So then that leads up to this confrontation that you. It starts off with a nice um, in-game cinematic that segues into actual in-game combat. Um, you, you battle for a bit and then as you gradually deplete Deimos's, uh, health bar, <laughs> inject some deus ex machina and a burning tree falls on your brother <laughs> and then a burning tree falls on you, <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> no, I, so at that I point you can loud. choose, you can, you can choose at that point to, Kill him, I think, right? Oh, is that? I don't I don't it, think it I th is until later. Ye oh, I might uh, be misremembering. No, okay. I think you get the choice right there. There's a dialogue line that has the swords through it at that point. Oh, you're right. Yes. And it's like, I'm going to murder you. You're under a tree. And anyone who does that is a gutless rat. And so... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you can try to help. That Yeah. You, you, that's yeah. it. You try okay. to help, and then you go in, and then... Two burning trees fall in exactly the same place. <laughs> the only two burning trees on the whole field. Um, and it falls right on you. Sorry, you pick it up. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell us what happens next. So then you you come to. You've been taken prisoner um, because, because apparently the Athenians won the battle. You have been taken back to Athens. You are imprisoned. 
um, another one of the big bads. Um, oh, what's his name? He's the guy who usurped Pericles. Um, Cleon. Cleon, yes. And so you get a little chat with him in classic bad guy expository form. And then he leaves two unarmed guards to finish you off. <laughs> Classic move. And so right after explaining his super evil plan like, to you, no less. But like like not even like armed. basically like right? they don't have they don't have they don't swords. Weapons. They don't have swords. Which no. like you don't have swords and s- yeah. Anyway, it's, why why did they do that? Like you're strong enough at that exactly. point that you could you could have dodged them if they had so like make it harder, man. Yeah, like the combat is structured such that you you can fight barehanded with success, especially against the the basic enemies. So anyway, so that happens, and then th- there were these little things where like for all the attention to detail that got paid to the. In seemingly the entire rest of the game, things just kind of came off the rails at this encounter. Like first, there's the the burning trees. Then there's the the bad guy monologue. Then there are the unarmed henchmen. And then after you defeat the henchmen, two of your friends, the the captain or the your, the first mate on your ship, and uh, Socrates <laughs> run in. Socrates has yeah. like. A pivotal role, like somehow yeah, he's got like a, a, I don't know, like a wooden a wooden bat, and your first mate, even though he's wearing a sword, is holding a shovel um, oh as they God. run in to save you, Princess Leia style, and um, like it is, it's done with it, with like levity, so you can tell it's it's supposed to be funny, but it's just to- oh, it totally, so it's flat. all over the place. It, it it was at this point where like my reaction was this is awesome yeah I'm finally gonna get into these big fights and then and then like a series of wait what like like moment after moment of huh and until until the end and I, I yeah it, it, it feels like there at Ubisoft Montreal there there's people taking charge to make sure the all these little details were amazing like oh the department that's actually making sure that they are in historical locations and those locations are historically accurate like those guys knocked it out of the park and these guys were in charge of like you know colorizing all the characters and making sure everything looked vibrant and felt so nice and bright and these guys were in charge of game physics and and uh whatever like making sure things moved and looked the way that they're supposed to move and look and feel all siloed everybody did such a good job and at this point you realize like no one was in charge of the whole thing like no one <laughs> that's harsh <laughs> yeah well whoever was at this point i'm just like what was your plan like what was your vision for all of this because they had a few big ideas and then i think at some point they asked this person who was in charge and i assume this person was just like eating a candy bar like why not all three, you know? I like couldn't make up their mind and and we got Socrates holding a a wooden bat fight. I don't know. Well, okay, maybe let me float this out. This is a completely baseless um hypothesis. What if this is a meta commentary on the format of the Greek comedy? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. I, I just kind of, yeah, I, no, I kind of want to give the benefit holds, of the doubt. That holds some water. Yeah. Could you explain the, <laughs> no, the format no, I, I, of a traditional I, Greek comedy? I, I can't. Just, I cannot. I know. I said it was I baseless. It I said it was baseless up front. Okay. <laughs> it, it was fake news. But I just that wanted. Was fake. <laughs> I was just positing the question using the Socratic method, or but a bastardized version of the Socratic method. Um, yep. Yes. Could you explain the Socratic? No, I'm sure you could actually. Explain the Socratic the method, I know a bit more about. Um, but, <laughs> but actually, speaking of which, the character of Socrates in the game, the way they made him super annoying by every every piece of dialogue is him challenging people using the Socratic method, and how Cassandra just like loses patience with him, and the dialogue trees get shorter and shorter and shorter throughout the game. I thought that was a nice touch. I was sure that Pericles was going to be evil. Like positive, 
that he was going to be a, one of the sages ah. or or uh or or a bad guy which you know is not you know you don't know who the main I don't uh, know who the big bad is, is yet. yet. I've gone You don't know who the big bad is yet. Not yet. Um I can tell and, it's a woman. Uh, because it's you know big, it's a woman. I know it's a woman cuz she's got a woman mask on and it's a woman model from the game. So I'm like, "Oh, yeah. is it me? Is Cassandra the big bad?" I had that thought. Yeah. Cause yeah. well, even the clues that I've got so far, I've got like five of the seven clues that to help you figure out who the, the leader of the cult of cosmos is. And, um, Cassandra f- ticks off the box for n- not quite all of them, but it, like most of them. So I thought, Ooh, that could be, I would like to see that. Well, actually, no, I, I, I hope it's a payoff. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. We um we'll, we'll we'll get on that. We're in maybe a couple minutes. We'll we'll take a quick break and and you can go play and then um and we'll come back and wrap it up. Before we talk about that, you're talking about you were talking about the conquest battles. I like you. I really liked the my uh, the mechanics. I really liked the open field and combat. Mm-hmm. It, it was a way that I thought that they could ramp up the arena style fighting and difficulty in a little bit more of an open and interesting way. Like the arena was another way that they did that, but I found the arena a little bit too hokey kind of for my taste. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with like the fire pits and the rotating poles with spikes on them and stuff. And it was fun. um, But I I really did like the open ended uh, combat thing until I of course became eventually too OP that I uh, could just it's like if you kill the captains or you kill the polemarks or if there's a mercenary fighting for the other side and you identify them and you go um, kill them first you can you can win those battles pretty quickly and so it did for me I mean it got to a point where it was just like run through through run 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 kill this guy run 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 special kill this guy special melee attack he's dead next guy Kill this guy too, couple arrows, and it's all done. Um, so I I found it to get it got a little bit easy near the end. Oh, for sure. Like um, I am, I, I don't think I'm over leveled. I just think this is the way the game is designed. That the like I'm so powerful right now, but I've also bought into it, and I feel like um, I think that the both Cassandra and Alexios are actually demigods like i think that's the point like they've got this special like isu blood and like it sort of that explains away their like superhuman powers and contrary to you when i got the flaming horse i i just said you know what i'm i'm a demigod i'm super powerful i'm gonna ride my flaming horse around and i've got my matching armor and now that didn't set off no any red flags for you at all eh? well no because i just I just, I bought in and I said, yes, this is it. My, I no longer think flaming swords are stupid. I've got my, my suit of Agamemnon on and I'm just lighting people up all over the place. And, and because I I chose to reunite my family, now I've got my mom and my brother as OP lieutenants on my boat and I can call them into battle like the demos is oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh yeah, that is, that's in the warrior. I can't remember if it's in no, the warrior or the assassin. The assassin. Tree. That's yeah, assassin so tree. I decided yeah. to upgrade that just to see what it would be like. Oh my goodness. Calling demos in to a fight is if you thought you were overpowered on your own, just bringing in a second character who's actually more powerful than you is hmm. kind of a lot of fun. That does sound fun actually. I might go what I what I would like to do is uh, indiscriminately murder all of the mercenaries in the game. Just yes. like just commit so many crimes that they like just keep coming, and uh, and maybe I'll get Demos to do that with me. Have you um, hit the five? The, essentially, the five star oh, yeah. I wanted level. I haven't gotten yeah, all yeah, way yeah. up yet. I've been up to four. But oh um, yeah, you can do it. Okay. Um. With. I got. I haven't totally made my point yet with the conquest battles. Okay, let's go back to it. And it it just kind of at a certain point I stopped doing them because 
I was like, what's the point? Exactly. There's no, you know, if we, how there's no payoff, the, 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 the loot or whatever you get from finishing it, it's not good enough. You have legendary gear. The best that it's going to give you is like rare or whatever, a step down. And narratively, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would you go and fight for one side and then fight for the other side and then fight for one side? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And the, 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 the idea that you were like fighting, we, I guess we brought this up last week, but it really, it really, uh, grinds my gears that you're sticking, you're sticking it to Sparta and then you meet a Spartan and they're like, Hey, I have a quest for you. You got to go fight Athenians. And you're like money. I am a mercenary. And you go and you do it. Cause it's like, as soon as you started taking political actions, you're not a mercenary anymore. Right. As yeah. soon as you started oh, making decisions true. with motivation other than money, which you do so many times throughout the game, you're not you're not just a, you're not just a gun for hire anymore. And if you are, what separates you from all of the other mercenaries running around that you're then murdering as well? Like it's just the level of indiscriminate murder by you, the character who then claims to be a good gal, is too much murder. I think. I think that's a fair point. My question to you is: Did I did I love it? <laughs> yes, I did. It, when during the main quest, like once you like as you're rebuilding your family, essentially before you bring brother home, um, you have there's a quest where you essentially you re-earn your Spartan citizenship and you gain back the property that your family lost. Um, yeah. Did that narratively make you f- feel more Spartan? Because for me, uh, it at that point in the game, I was like, okay, I'm kind of like, this is putting me like, again, I sort of bought in to the, the mother character's whole, because her whole quest was, it's not really your quest as Cassandra. It's you're you're fulfilling your mother's wishes to bring the family back together and to reclaim your home. And for me, but you're linked, right? Yeah. So like, it, you get your homeland back, and it's like you, Cassandra, and Marini, who's your mother. You are Spartan citizens. You have your family home back. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did. Um, I kind of bought into it. I still, I was trying, I was doing like a, a, a good job, I think, of thinking, doing my best to think how Cassandra would be thinking in the game. And I think that that's what, that's what got me into trouble when the plot started to go off the rails yeah. is, is that like things just started to not make sense anymore. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that y- it makes sense to have more allegiance to Sparta because your family's Spartan. Your mom was exiled. You meet her. She wants to be Spartan again, despite having been exiled and, and treated so badly. Yeah. That's weird um, too. Right. It's like, it's a, what's that it's syndrome a bit weird where you start to relate and associate with your captors slash oppressors S- Stockholm. Syndrome? Yeah. That's the one Spartan syndrome. Right. Yeah, that that was a little rough because especially because your 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 mom led this really seemingly fulfilling life. Like when you find her, she's like essentially really good. The, the like not I don't want to call her a matriarch because it's she was the principal. No, she's the leader. Like the she straight up leader, the leader of these of this island, and is doing an incredible job, like running and administrating this community. And then she just kind of picks up and leaves to go back to Sparta. Yeah. So yep. yeah. Now, now, so. now that I'm thinking about this a little more critically, I'm like, man, James, you're such a yeah. pushover when you're playing a video game. You just like, I just, I just want to unlock but stuff. But it made me feel so good. <laughs> I just want, I just want to climb and I want to fight. I want, to, I want to dive into a lake from a thousand feet in the air. All that feels really it good. It still feels good. That's the I crazy know. thing. That is wild that it's like, that's like the crowning moment of all Assassin's Creed games, right? 
I remember diving off of a bill. It was like a church tower or something in the first one. Oh yeah, um, well, that was took place during the Crusade. Such a great experience. And it's it's that that uh, what do they call it? It's like an angel dive or something or leap of faith. Yeah, or leap something. of faith. That's exactly it. Yeah, the leap of faith off the, uh, leap of faith off the uh, the top of a bell tower into a pile of hay. Right, and it still feels. It still kind of turns my stomach upside down, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's. Uh, I really like that. That that's a great gimmick. Um, okay. How many? I gotta ask okay. you. Okay, I was gonna ask you something. Uh, I wonder if it's the same thing. You ask first. Well, well, we haven't talked about Atlantis yet. Oh, okay. This, yes. Okay, so let's talk about that. I want to. Because I don't have something specific to say about that. Because I haven't progressed Why? very far in that quest line either. Because I have to find four. Because <laughs> there are four artifacts okay. I have to find. Nah, 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 nah. Okay, we got to full stop and take a break. Oh, jeez. Man, how much? This game is even bigger than I thought. Uh, don't worry about it. You got swept up in all the side quests, man. Yeah, I did. Which, I got, which, got really grindy for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so here's what we'll do. Let's take a uh, let's take a 10 second break, and in that 10 seconds, I would like you to go and play all of the Atlantis quests. You got to finish it. Okay. And you got to finish the uh, the Cultist quest as well. Cool. I'll just and, uh, and I'll whip out my game genie, blowing it. <laughs> Make sure that uh, I get my cheat codes in so I can burn through everything in 10 seconds. I uh, spilled all that water on the papers, and now you can't read it, and we'll never get those. <laughs> Okay, man. All right. See you in 10 seconds. All right. Whew. Man, what a break. It's amazing what you can accomplish in five seconds when you put your mind to it, eh, James? I, I'm glad that I had access to the time stone because I know. in those five seconds, I managed to cram in what felt like 30 hours of gameplay into roughly... Five seconds. Incredible. It, yes, it was quite an experience. I think okay, we, so I guess we did you reference the time stone. We also managed to see Avengers Endgame. Oh yeah, we did. Um <laughs> we did slip that in there in that five we, seconds. We stopped time uh with a little radio magic. All right, you finished the game. Uh or at least you finished uh uh major quest lines. Yes. Tell us about it. So yes, finally completed the the major quest lines i found all the the sphinx artifacts i finished that quest line so talked to my dad convinced my dad to kill himself or to give up the the object that was enabling him to that's live. an awfully dark way to put that i don't think you convinced your dad to kill himself <laughs> well well the options in the decision tree wasn't it a sent wasn't it the, the two swords xed or like, come on, Dad, give me the staff. Is that I can't remember. You know what? Nope, you're you got that right. Yeah, I I sort of was thinking back on that with rose colored yeah. glasses. <laughs> so did that, um, and also, and um, then w what I was not prepared for was how like I really like the idea of the isu. Like these are the these incredibly intelligent alien consciousness things that sort of kicked off life intelligent life on earth or right like that seems to be the lore or or, or, or at least helped it or helped them turn from monkeys to humans kind yeah of yes, thing, right? yeah something like that and and that's been the underlying sci-fi theme of all the assassin's creed games um and it's just as much as i like that slant it it was not handled well at all through the game. Like all of the animus stuff and all of the, um, the assassin, like the actual, like what actually gives the player control, like the fact that you're actually playing as this modern day kind of Indiana Jones, Lara Croft esque young woman who's plugged into the animus and reliving her ancestors and not her ancestors, but some ancestral memories Anyway, so at one point you're back in present time playing as what's the character's name? Because this was the same character from uh, Origins. 
Is yeah, it? it was. It's uh, uh, Layla Hassan. Or yeah, Hussain? yeah. So when you're playing as her, because essentially, so when Cassand- when you unlock Cassandra's memories of Atlantis, that's a big deal in the present world. So she, um, she and her team in present day go find Atlantis for real. So there's this this sort of duality where you're playing in like a few hundred years BCE, but you're also playing in the present day in the same environment. And then in present day, so I don't even know how to say this. I was not prepared to be playing in present day and have Cassandra in a power suit walk up to my character with the with the with the staff in her hand and like looking like a bloody creator wrestler from wwe 2k12 like it it looks so bad i saw and i was like you don't how do you think women dress (laughs) i like or i don't know like that's that's too that's way too harsh but um well, it well, it's not even. It was a little like it was the a, fashion sense. I, it's just it did. It, it's a bad looking video game outfit. Like it's really yeah. bad. It's sort of it's like you see that power suit pop up in a lot of video games. I, I, I think <laughs> they just picked it right? up it's, on like the the Unreal like, Marketplace. They didn't even make uh, it themselves. They're just like, oh god, we I, just we just need a default women's yeah business like, suit. They just like sort of like uh, like. Um, Oh my God! Use use this trope right, and 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 supplanted it into this otherwise incredibly meaningful event in in the lore of Assassin's Creed. Like that is huge, right? This this interaction of the person that you were you were just inside this person's memories, and then you're meeting them in real life, basically, right? Like she's there, and she comes to say hi, and, and says like Layla. <laughs> you're what's up dog like i know who you are you're the heir and good job i don't understand i have a lot of questions like i don't so understand many questions <laughs> so many questions like like was cassandra uh, just there in the vault of atlantis the whole time waiting for the air that layla was witnessing her actions and living them through her memories I, I would like to know that because otherwise like l- beyond that, like that's Layla's big accomplishment, right? Is like working with animus and, and working on Cassandra. And then I guess the, the character from, uh, origins, um, origin stories, memories, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I feel like it was a really big moment and like it was, it was mishandled. Oh, for sure. A like, bit. I, I, I got yeah. like, I, I, when it started, I actually had this like, holy crap. I actually sort of like got really excited. I I, I got sort of uh, chills too. It's like, this is awesome. And then it sort of unfolded. And I was like, what, what happened just now? Like there's nothing, there's no action item at the end of that meeting. You know, like, yeah, uh, it was just like, cool. But Way one, go. one thing I did Mystery. like, or I guess I don't like it because it's never going to be resolved is what was Cassandra up to for the 2,300 years in between? Because she alludes to yeah. the fact that she's continued to be involved in, um, as as a warrior in, like, that's alluded to very, very vaguely. And that was interesting to me. I Although, I... Even though sometimes it felt like I was playing a twenty three hundred year campaign <laughs> during Odyssey, uh, I don't know that I could actually see that through. Um, so, like, best video game name of the last several years, I would say. So in terms apt. of in, incredibly in terms apt. Of accuracy yes. of what they are sending you on. Um, very roundabout little journey. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing for the like for two thousand years. Like she obviously yeah. went shopping because she now has a suit. <laughs> she was obviously embedded in the real like rest of the world, right? Like yeah. she was she was around keeping up, not aging, going back to Atlantis. 
and just I carrying guess. the staff and never dropping it because apparently that's how never you die. letting go of the staff, which would be trying on the clothes. That would make trying Ooh, on the clothes very difficult. Maybe the the clothes were bespoke and the the tailor they were made around her. exactly. Yeah, they just built the clothes on Cassandra. In a weird way, that would explain the fit of the suit entirely. Okay, so you know yeah. what? This is clearly this was more, there was more so thought it's our going bad. into this. Yeah, this was our fault for not. It does make so it does make sense. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> making sense, my one of my favorite <laughs> moments of dialogue in the game comes just a few beats after this um, exchange <laughs> between oh your character. And Cassandra, or I guess it's hard to say your character because Cassandra is your character. But anyway, uh, so, it's, so it's hard between it's hard to say, between yeah. Layla and Cassandra, um, and you you leave this this Atlantean vault, and then you're met on the shore by your first mate, dude, um, from your ship, and Herodotus, and you're trying to explain to them what just happened. These- clowns every time (laughs) and then so you're explaining what just so cassandra's explaining what just transpired in the cave between her and pythagoras and it's complete like it's it's absolutely ridiculous and the words out of herodotus's mouth are well that makes complete sense and it's just a straight up admission from the developers, as far as I'm concerned, that it, things got ridiculous and completely went off the rails. I laughed out loud because nothing makes sense anymore at this point in the game. Ugh, brutal. You think that's what, yeah. I mean, that reminded me of, um, uh, have you ever seen that movie with Owen Wilson? The guy with the broken nose? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. In... Uh, Midnight in Paris. No, I have You're not. You've someone. So he's it's it's a, it's a rom com, and he's in Paris, and basically ends up traveling back in time to the early 1930s in Paris, or late yeah, early 1930s in Paris. And um, there there was there were a lot of writers and philosophers and whatever hanging out, and he runs into two postmodernist philosophers, and he's like, you know, like I just feel like I'm existing in in two timelines simultaneously and I, I can't figure out which one I belong in and, and and the two philosophers are like yeah like that makes complete sense and he's like no you guys are postmodernists like of course it makes sense to you and it was it was like a joke obviously <laughs> um and uh I thought I sort of took that to be like a lame attempt at the same joke like is Herodotus a philosopher no he's like the first historian He's the guy okay. who decided, oh, I'm going to start writing down things that happened in the past. And I'm going to tell stories. And yeah. he didn't write this down, clearly, because we don't have it in our IRL okay. literature. But also be- so because when he Cassandra said specifically that makes- says, Dad, no, you can't tell anyone about this. They covered that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like At a certain point, yeah. I just start, I stopped writing quotes and things down because it was yeah. like, Everything was taking so long in this game, yeah. Um, and yeah, there, I it's the payoff. I feel like it wasn't there. I was waiting for her to run into like the assassins' guild or whatever, the whole game, and it never happened. Well, I guess because it doesn't exist anymore, or doesn't exist yet, right? It doesn't exist yet, but like that's such a cool I aspect, know. like or uh, and that, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, well, whatever, we're way past spoilers. Go yeah. play Origins if you haven't. But um, that's one of the things that they they touch on in Origins is, is at the end of that game, they sort of get together and they're like, you know, we need to make sure that this, this uh, you know, evil or whatever is prevented. Let's get together and join forces. And then they do like a big group handshake and it's badass. And then that, I guess, is supposed to be the start. Mm, okay. I just thought that that's some, like some variation or some something would you're right yeah because there's no real acknowledgement not even an acknowledgement but there's no like tie-in to so the the game is called assassin's creed and there was no creed (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you're completely there was a right. Lot of, there was a lot of discriminate, indiscriminate murder, but there was no, like, the, and I, you know what? Actually, that might, that might really highlight or just, just, that might be my problem with the thing. Like, the, it seems to be my problem is that there's no, there's no guiding ideology for your character. It was left so open-ended in a way that it's like you can choose to be good or evil, but there's no consequences to your action because you have no ideology one way or another to subscribe to. It is the lack of creed in all the decision-making in the game that I think kind of ticked me off. I hey, I think that's I a great point. Yeah, no, you you totally nailed it. And I think that the only, the only time that that gets challenged... Um, not your premise, but the idea that um, Cassandra or Alexios, whoever you happen to be playing as, just doesn't seem to have any real code um, is with Socrates and his interactions with Cassandra and his the way he questions the decisions she makes um, kind of hints at that, that problem. Um but yeah, you, you nailed it, and that's that's also that that in the end prevented me from getting as invested as I might have otherwise. Because it, it it's a beautiful, fun game in a novel setting with tons of great mechanics, but it gets a little stupid sometimes. But I want to shift some of the blame from the game onto myself because there's another major quest line um, that got finished finally by me, which was the the Cult of Cosmos quest line where you have to go around killing all these cult members and uncovering. Why are you blaming yourself well, for anything? Right here, now? like that doesn't. <laughs> let me explain. Love yourself. So James. I had I had defeated most of the cultists and as you gather clues it gives you hints about who these other cultists could be and i i was basically one clue away from the final big bad like who was who was right. the leader of the cult of cosmos and i was reading the hints and I'm, who and did you think it was so here it is here because i was like i was looking at the hints and like one's like like the leader's a woman and has been using has been playing both sides of the war and yeah. these other things I was like oh my god am i the leader of the cult of cosmos i was like no right. that's silly maybe it's my mom that's and what then i thought i felt like i thought it was uh, going to be your mom yeah. that would have been intriguing then you would have an actual conflict but hmm, no that is a really good point i thought like um because okay, spoiler alert. Even though we've been spoiling everything so far, it's Aspasia. It's uh, Pericles' wife, which I actually thought was interesting, and it made me feel like a big dum dum for not figuring that out. Um, I I thought it was too obvious, man. Oh really? Like, I I I, I, I just forgot a about bit. it. Well, that's kind of that's kind of why I thought it was annoying. Like she was in, she was introduced to you, but she was such a blah character. Yeah, like, no, you're, that's very true. She didn't do anything, and then. When you're done, it's like, yeah, you don't have to do anything. Like she, she, you're working so hard throughout the whole game to find out who this person is, and they're like the pinnacle of evil. And there's an option. I picked an option because it existed that was like, um, somehow like let this person live or something. And I can't remember the justification, but I was just like, oh, what is that dialogue option pick? And I picked it. And it ends, and you're just like, oh, well, yeah, choices, there is no good or there is no evil. So just keep trying to do your thing. And then it's like cultist defeated, but she just like walks away, and that's the end. And it's, I just found it so unsatisfying. Yeah, you, that final interaction is so like weird's not the right word, but they just kind of threw everything into that dialogue tree because there was an option to attack and kill her. Um, yep. I didn't choose that. I chose the same option you did, which was sort of the talk it out, but not without selecting as many romantic options as I could along the way, because I just thought it was so weird. I was like, 
what the romantic stuff in this game is so weird. It's really weird. But yeah, so in this one, like I my character ended up kissing Aspazia and why i don't know it was how does that and and then nothing happens like it doesn't affect like the same thing every everyone just walks away and do you understand what aspazia was pitching with her idea like not democracy like what was the style of lead i do not i don't really understand like something like a technocrat right like where yeah that people needed benevolent rulers who had access to all this information or you know special power and these magical artifacts or whatever that they had that's what she was pitching so i i mean yeah for for the idea to take place in ancient greece it seems obvious that like that was the bad guy proposing that like proposing essentially a oligarchy or like a dictatorship um it just it didn't make sense it didn't it didn't make sense to me like the actions that all of the other cultists took throughout the whole game were very evil you know like super dark evil and she had none of those characteristics basically it was just like it sort of pulled the rug out from under you right at the end like to give her the opportunity to then be like oh actually i'm this very morally gray character and you know i'm going to give you this hard choice it's like how does it fine but how does it make sense like i don't know it it didn't it didn't resonate with me very well yeah so i think i'm going to have to flip flop once again because i remember that i said at some point in this epic episode that assassin's creed odyssey was better than the witcher 3 that was a lie not no it wasn't a lie i believed it at that moment when i was still very excited about odyssey but i appreciate how much tighter the witcher is because tight is not a word I would use to describe Odyssey. No, it makes me appreciate that um, the size of the game. Well, I remember when Skyrim came out, and I was like, "Oh my god, the developers have been playing this game now that it's finally released, and like no one has reached the end of it yet. It's so big." Um, and just having my mind blown away by the the amount of side quests and how big the world was on its own. Um, and and now to compare and you know that's becoming more and more common and if again you put right the witcher 3 and and this game side by side or even you know what put this game and assassin's creed origins side by side and i think that you'll notice how much tighter origins is in terms of having the character development make sense in terms of uh choices you make um again i don't like the idea that like as you're exploring the the uh, specialization tree at the like at level fifty, um, it doesn't even matter anymore. But whatever, and yeah, I think I agree. I think it was just pretty loose, and I think that it was used making. You know what? It, yeah, it's it's what I thought it was going to be. I saw it and I was like, "That's Assassin's Creed Origins," using a lot of the same mapping, um, and then just fairly quickly done i think and even for a big big game so yeah but having let's move on yes finally yes and to you our loyal listeners we i didn't think that we were gonna have to talk this much about assassin's creed origin or sorry odyssey no but i didn't realize how much game there was to play and uh, right so thank you for coming on this journey with us um let's Let's go home now, you know, and, uh, you know, shoot a, shoot an arrow through several axes and beat the bad guy that's taken over your house or whatever it is. Um, okay. So we have a couple options coming up and good friend of the podcast and, uh, uh, recently found out this man eats baby food. Uh, John Arndt, doctor, baby food eating John Arndt suggested to us that we should look into the concept of the sublime, um, which I, to, to be honest, I don't fully, I don't fully understand, but I'm looking to, to dig into it. 
And as far as I understand, it's it's being being in awe of something uh, in front of you that's so much bigger than yourself, and then sort of driving yourself into immersion with the visual experience that's surrounding you, kind of thing. I don't know. That's that was so far. That's what I understand it to be. But I understand that there's a lot to to dive into on that subject. And then the second thing that we we could look to as well, and James, m- maybe you can you can weigh in after if probably have a better idea than I do anyway, um, is looking at the idea of nostalgia and, and like a shared memory within a culture and how video games are maybe, I don't know, uh, starting to become more and more self-referen- self-referential um, or we look back to n- nostalgia um, as something that's objectively good and, and um, cheer for it. Ooh. So I'm thinking two options. One, we can look at the sublime. We got some readings on that. Or two, we have looking at nostalgia in video games. And there's some interesting readings on both of those things. Listeners, tweet at If you have a preference and you tweet at us what your preference is, that's the one we're going to do, okay? So we're at podcast underscore T-O. If you send us a tweet and just say, you got to talk about the sublime. I've read a little bit about that. It's fascinating. Or I don't know anything about it, but it sounds interesting. We'll do that. Or if you think that nostalgia in video games is interesting, let us know. Or James, you can, you know, I I don't have a, I don't have a yeah. third one. I I've got a I I've okay. got something on the back burner that's still that has still yet to germinate in my mind. But I have an idea for something in the coming weeks. Um, Great. But both those topics, um, very interested in discussing both. Um, nostalgia in gaming and in culture in general um, and also the idea of the sublime that uh, yeah I'm very interested in both of those so we'll end up doing the both. sublime the sublime connects right to um, the idea of the hyper real that we got into a little bit as well so we could like we already know a little bit about that we've had some of those conversations no is a strong um, word Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's one of those things too. Like any anytime you dig into philosophy, and we haven't done it for a while, and so I'm looking forward to getting back to our our roots a little bit. Me too. Um, me too. Back to the back to discussing ideas as opposed to as opposed just games, to just one game just, for just hours. one <laughs> long game. My God, God, my God! Um, and it hurts even more but, because there's a re- there's a really sweet review of the podcast on Apple on apple podcasts um about how we're not like a regular <laughs> gaming podcast and then we don't just talk about games <laughs> and, then, and here we are i'm so sorry uh we, we we promised to to stick yeah stick to our roots we're gonna go home and uh we're, we're gonna yeah we'll do some homework um i guess we should leave it there for now i think so until then I'm Ian. And I'm James. Later, player.